0: Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk podcast. You're listening to Kiman Cooper and John Dugan. This podcast is sponsored by Dirty Blondes. Dirty Blondes is a bar located in the heart of Blackpool, famous for their banging tunes, cocktails and 18-inch pizzas. The only place to get a pizza as big as your table across the Foul Coast. If you're ever in Blackpool, check them out. They're on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Dirty Blondes. Blackpool. Let's talk wrestling. Hello, welcome to Temporal Talk podcast. I'm joined by the Scottish stud, John Dugan, as always, my co-host. Hello. Hello, how are you? And I'm good, and my name's Kieran Cooper. Um, that was quite formal, that introduction,
1: wasn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> it? I don't know why it went so formal. Um, Hello. Oh, uh, anyway, welcome. Uh, so today's episode is on when wrestling goes off script. So the moments that it kind of, it comes off the rails, essentially. So we've got two picks each. Um, and I don't think I know what you've picked and I don't think you know what I've picked. So it should be interesting. Um, hopefully not picked the same, because that'd be awkward. And <laughs> probably not a great show. So let's get straight into it. John Dugan, Scottish Stud. What have you got first? Ooh. Well... Do I go with a
2: big one on my other one? Should we start with a big one? Uh, you go however you feel. Okay. This so, is your
1: moment.
2: My first pick is because it, it changed wrestling uh, the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Now, there's debate whether this is off script or not because some people think this was planned, but it, I don't think it was.
0: It definitely isn't if you see the raw emotion on everyone's face.
2: Yeah, so just a rundown of what happened, because there'll be people that don't know what it is. I think when I first met you and our mate Callum, you didn't know the gist of it really, did you? Who, Callum? No, <laughs> no you didn't get the gist of the Montreal Screwjob, but it was.
0: I, I, no, I, I did, but I just, I didn't know how in depth it was. Like, hmm. and I've recently read into it and it's just, there's a lot of crazy turns in it.
2: So, so basically, um, Bret Hart, the, the, it's really, it's really complicated to explain this. Let me think. Okay. So, it's 97. Two of the biggest stars in the WWF as Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Now, Uh, Biting at the heels of the WWF is WCW, who's, um, you know, they're beating them in the ratings. They're getting all the good top talent. They've got Hulk Hogan. And they're trying to sign Bret Hart, who's a massive fan favourite in WWF. Like, he's the biggest merchandise seller. Selling sunglasses, T-shirts, you name Mm -hmm. it. And they offer Bret Hart, I think it was something like, Eight million a year and guaranteed dates. At the time, wrestlers didn't really get that. They sort of had to work all year round, and they weren't didn't have a guaranteed money. It's just depending on what you wrestled. But this was guaranteed money. So Bret Hart said to Vince, "Like I've been offered this from WCW. I don't want to leave. What can you offer me?" So. Then, Because the Hart family and, and WWF at the time, I mean, still, they're really close. to look after, he kind of looks after the Hart family and stuff like that. So Vince McMahon goes, right, I can give you a 20-year contract. Whether you get injured or not, it's 20 years and you'll get a million a year. guarantees. like minimum. So Bret Hart's like, that's fine. I'm happy with that because it's a guaranteed contract. But WCW starts beating the WWF big time, and like, and um, like ratings, and WWF is losing money. So Vince McMahon has to go back on what he's promised Art, and he's like, "Look, I'm sorry, I can't honor this deal. I can't offer you. I can't offer you this one million a year contract. I just can't afford it. Go and take the money." go with WCW, take the money, come back, leave on good terms. So like, fine. He goes back to WCW, <laughs> it's not 8 million anymore. They're offering him, I think it was roughly like 3 million a year, which is still more than he was getting at WWF. So he's signed a deal with WCW, but he's champion at the time. And his last match is going to be in Montreal his kind of hometown,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and <clears throat> he doesn't want to lose his last match in his hometown.
0: <laughs> which is fair enough.
2: It's Canada. He's a heel, at, he's kind of heel at the time, he's kind of anti-American. But obviously in Canada, you know, loved. But I don't know if you noticed know this Karen. Vince McMahon loves wrestlers to lose in their hometown. Like he loves it. Like you, you can tell if someone's going to lose a match because they're at home.
1: <laughs> does it all
2: the time. Um so because it's his last match and he's champion, Vince McMahon's like, right, breaking kayfabe here. but he's like, you're gonna have to drop the belt. I want you to drop it, Shawn Michaels. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this, but basically Bret Hart doesn't like Shawn Michaels because he disrespected him and a bar at some point. Um, I think the gist of it is <coughs> uh Brett said to him once, like, um, "You know, I'm really happy. I'm dropping the belt to you. Um, it's an honour to give it to you." And Sean
0: Michaels, he was
2: a bit of a knob at the same. He must
0: be very cocky. <coughs> isn't that that
2: he's he's definitely no. He's kind of he's a born again Christian, but at the same, he's very cocky, very out for himself. Says to Brett, that's that's all well and good. Yeah, well done. But i wouldn't do the same to you." So huh. Bret Hart took that to heart and was like, right, so when they said you're dropping the belt to Sean, uh, Bret's like, no, no way. I'll drop it to anyone, but I'm not dropping it to Sean, but they've already booked the match for SummerSlam, so it's obviously advertising that.
0: Bret Hart even said he'll <laughs> drop it on the next night
2: on mm-hmm. Raw. But he, just not- ha- he said he'd just hand the belt over. Um, mm. uh, So there's a lot to and fro, and they're like, look, we'll meet you... Will you're dropping the belt? You have to drop the belt. We'll make you look a million dollars. You're dropping the belt, and Brett I was like, No, I'm not dropping the belt, I'm not doing it. So there's a lot to and from. Then eventually, they go right, okay, you're not dropping the belt. However, <laughs> they don't want him to keep the belt and then suddenly appear on WCW with the WWF belt because it's you know, it's the biggest thing you could have in WWF. So from there's a lot of different things going on, and a lot of people have different opinions of what happened, but Triple H has said it was his idea that they' just it's called a screw job because they're telling Brett there's going to be one outcome, but it's not, it's a totally different one. And they're basically screwing the match so that it's an outcome they want, not what he wants. So there's only a few people who knew it. it was Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. The ref apparently didn't know till he was making his way down to the ramp. So it's the main event. They're having this, so they're doing this match, and there was, there's they kind of planned the match a bit. So they said like Shawn Michaels is going to try and do your f- submission hold on you. And then you're going to reverse it and pin him, and you win the match, kind of thing. But what they did was, so Shawn Michaels does his submission hold, and <laughs> Vince McMahon runs in, and he shouts, "Ring the F and Bell," and Shawn Michaels wins the match. Now, at the same, k it was a big thing. No one knew what was going on. Um. He's just, he's, he's just no idea what's happening. Because, you know, they do replays. You don't know, see Brett Hart happen. Um they screwed Brett. <laughs>
0: and Brett, Brett looks particularly like bamboozled for about five seconds.
2: Yeah, he's still got a hold of Sean Michaels. They told Sean, as soon as the match is over, make your way out of there. So, like I said, they told the ref as he was going to down, it was uh, Earl Hebner. Because he, he had no idea. Um, Brett Art goes out He He's smashing monitors because he knows it's going to cost him money. He spits in Vince McMahon's face. He not only spits, he... <coughs> oh, my God, it is a huge... So, it, and it's great right at the end of the match. I mean, it's, you can still watch it. It's just carnage. The reason this is, like, off script is because this wasn't meant to happen. Um, so then there's a, a good documentary, Brett Art Dead, leading up to this, not knowing this was going to happen. Um, he's writing WCW on the uh, screen to tell everybody where he's going. The crowd are booing like crazy. Um, after that, <laughs> Bret Hart goes backstage. He's having a shower. And f- so before, apparently, Vince, my man, said to people, look, he's going to punch me. Just let him get out of his system. Is what he's you know, he's, uh, he deserves to be allowed to, to have that shot at me. So I was like, Are you sure? <laughs> so he's like, that. he goes to talk to him while he's showering. And Brett Art's oh, like, if you don't get out, I'm going to knock you out. And Vince is like, look, I'm really sorry. What do you expect me to do? Which, to be fair, I'm kind of on the side of Vince McMahon, because what do you do? He's kind of held on the ransom. And Vince McMahon had been held ransom before. Like, Jeff Jarrett did it. The mm. Old Memorial did it, where they were yeah. like, you need to pay me or not wrestling. And you're like, you're on the main event. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Bret Hart takes a shower, stops it, he turns around, and he knocks Vince McMahon out cold. Um, and so the aftermath of that is, so there was a few promises made to Bret Hart that they wouldn't uh, disrespect him. And um, So, the next night, because Vince McMahon now has got to, like, explain to people what's happened. Which is the invention of the Mr. McMahon character, which is why this is such a game changer because you would not have had that character, so you wouldn't have had the Stone Cold versus McMahon sort of feud because Vince McMahon at the time didn't want to be known as being the owner of the company. He just wanted to be a commentator and kind of run things backstage. Mm -hmm. So he does this famous interview with JR and he's like, he does this Brett Screw Brett line that's pretty famous. And Shawn Michaels and Triple H have um, like a dwarf come out with a Bret Hart uh, mask on, on the roar. And, yeah. And that. I had WCW usual. I know I I try and make them look good, but they're not. They just dropped the ball. Mm. They didn't know what to do with him. You've got the biggest thing to ever have happened in wrestling and this screw job and they brought him in and they made him a special guest referee they didn't play on the fact of what had happened to him they just waste brett. i mean the waste money with him screwed brett <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that's my pick i mean wcw did the equivalent of saying Lionel Messi and put him in goal <laughs> like what were they doing they had one of the best wrestler one of the best wrestlers of the time and they didn't do anything with him
0: the thing with the montreal screw job is like Shawn michael said i had no idea that they were going to do that
1: <laughs> for, and for years. a long
0: time for a long time sean Michaels denied it but he actually i think he actually said he did know about it
2: yeah they, they did an interview together didn't they on um but, you know, Sean Michaels is open. He, he's like, look, I was a prick. Mm. I'm different now, but I was a prick back then. And, you know, he was leaving to go to a rival company. And I think Brett should have just... Brett could have been the bigger man and just dropped the title anyway. But none of that would happen. But if he'd have done that, you know, like I said, you wouldn't have had the Attitude there and all that sort of kicking off. Can you imagine it if, that hadn't, if that hadn't happened you don't get the Mr McMahon character. So who's that rival to Stone Cold?
0: Yeah, it is a big back to the future moment, you know, where something happens and it kind of changes the course mm. of... Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah I mean,
0: every, every wrestling fan knows that incident.
2: I remember, so I read Bret Hart's book, which is fascinating, and he talks about this Montreal Screwdriver, but I couldn't get my gist of what he was talking about. Because again, I was sort of not knowing how wrestling worked at the time. And I was like, what do you mean? You were meant to win and you were kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and obviously at the time it was 97, it was still kind of, it wasn't fully known. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think people, And we say this, I think we say this every episode. <laughs> I don't think people understand, no one knew. It's not like now. I had no. Idea, I had no reason to go on the internet and go as wrestling fake and search for it. I had no reason well, to.
0: Mainly because you'd be after two hours with the internet. In <laughs>
2: well, yeah, but um,
0: <laughs> yes, I think it's it's probably
2: the biggest moment in wrestling because it's just changed the whole landscape. Yeah. Okay, so
0: I'm gonna go for my pick: Cut um, Angle and Shane McMahon. Yeah. Now you can you e- can easily say, "Oh, this went off this went off script" because you know there's a few mistakes, a few things went, you know. But if you look into the actual final detail, there's a lot in there's a lot in this story that you wouldn't know. For example, so it's King of the Ring, and it's Kurt Angle um, against Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle wrestled Christian in the event first which Kurt Angle thought he had a concussion against Christian. Turns out he didn't, but he doesn't remember. Um, he, remember he only remembers half of the, his next match, which was against Edge. Right, And then his final match was against Shane McMahon. Now, Kurt Angle has stated that Shane McMahon isn't a wrestler. He isn't a wrestler. He's an athlete and he makes up with it because he he, he does steal the show and he does some ballsy stuff
1: mm.
0: and um i didn't know this but so i mean angle says you know he's not a gimmick kind of wrestler he doesn't like tables and ladders and you know dustbins he just wants to wrestle you know like uh, like a you know like, like did a wrestler in, uh, yeah like in the olympics and stuff so he said look shen you do whatever you want and let me know so Shane and Al Snow actually choreographed that match. Oh. Most of oh. it was Al Snow, yeah. Mm. And you know, Al Snow's like, he's a nutcase. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so the start wrestling and um, Shane and Kurt in the ring. Kurt Angle um, is busted open. There's a few um, high spots. Um, then they go onto the ramp where Shane uh, counters the suplex and Kurt Angle slams onto his... He takes a bump, but he breaks his tailbone. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) If you remember the promo video, don't try this at home, Mm -hmm. it features in that. Right. So um, Kurt Angle's got a broken tailbone. Now, the- How you carry on? Well, um, if you if you look at the match, instantly his arms just stiffen up and he looks in so much pain. And um, um, so they go over to the <laughs> to the what do you what do you call it like the uh, the glass, the kind yeah. of the actual entrance.
2: There's like glass displays on there of the event.
0: Yeah. Now, they didn't want to use pyro because um, the glass was meant to be made out of sugar glass. And if he's pyro the sugar glass would have smashed so they said no pyro because it'll ruin the the effect of the match so they go over and Kurt Angle belly to belly slams Shane through the glass or he's meant to mm. but Shane's head so he bounces off the glass and Shane's head hits the concrete floor with an enormous thud it's disgusting it's, the sound is crazy look um and the commentators are even like, whoa, like they're shocked. And you can see the referee kind of holding, you know, you know, the hand like the, uh, the referee does. Not sure yeah. Um, and apparently Shane says, throw me again. So they do it again. And um, Shane goes through the glass this time. Um, and it smashes into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. So... And was meant to get sugar glass, sugar glass, which is, um... made of sugar. Yeah, it (laughs) it smashes in in little pieces. It doesn't cut you, does it? No.
2: They use it in, like, soaps and stuff like that, don't they? Yeah. Films.
0: But what they actually got is, um, like, pyroglass. Mm. Um, so it's, you know the stuff they use at the, um, NFL? Not the NFL, sorry, the ice hockey. Yeah. You use that, and it's, it's like and perspex,
2: it, that, isn't it?
0: But yeah, yeah, perspex, yeah, yeah. And that shatters like like proper glass. So when Shane goes through it, it just but, it just smashes, and it looks it looks like a horrendous bump. Because it's kind of like
2: safety glass, isn't it? You know, like because it shatters, but it's not meant to kind of go anywhere. That's why they use the it in hockey. So like when a a chop. Like a hockey puck headset, it'll shatter, but yeah. it'll just kind of drop. It won't yeah. go everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. So, yeah, I
0: mean, God. someone um, must have
2: lost a job over that, surely.
0: Well, I'll get to that. So then, <laughs> um, Shane is meant to go back through the glass on, mm-hmm. you know, the next panel. Yet again, belly to belly, hits the, bounces off the the glass and slams down, and you can see cut angle quickly like hover over Shane and ask if it's okay. Now, this is a bit that's intriguing. The referee, people don't think the referee does that much, Mm. which is utter nonsense because the referee steps in front of the camera. He purposely, because the the cameraman is in the, like, inside where Shane got struck through. And he steps purposely in front of the camera and speaks to them both because it's Mike... I can't remember I can never remember his second name, Mike Shona. Sh- Sh-
2: Sh- Shenoda, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Huh?
0: So mm. he's been told, um, do not let them go through the glass again, get him back to the ring and just end this match. So Mike is just going, guys, come on, let's let's get this back to this ring. Shane apparently swearing at Kurt Angle, throw me again, throw me through the in glass. <laughs> and Shane's like, right, okay. Now Kango was saying in his head, this isn't his match. He's gonna have more matches in the future. This is Shane's match. So um, Shane was like, right. Uh, sorry, Kango was like, right, I'm gonna do what Shane says, and he throws him free, bounces off it again, and this this time they both peered off. So Kango gets him by the scruff of the neck and throws him free. <laughs> um and it just looks horrendous.
2: It's a great match to watch, but like when you realize what's happened, well like the mix up with the glass and that it's just
0: Yeah. I mean So Shane goes flying through on the other side, um and he's just he's just out of it. And then like, I didn't even mention when Kurt Angle does the belly to belly suplex he can barely hold him because he's got he's a got, broken elbow. Yeah. Uh, so his, his strength is just, it's not as strong as it normally is. Mm. Um. So then they're both lying there and they, they cut open everything and Kurt Angle realises, I need to get him to the ring to, to win this match. <laughs> but Kurt Angle's hobbling around. Jane looks dead. <laughs> so, um, ingeniously, he gets like a what do you call it, like a caddy, Don't Johnny, like a big equipment kind of caddy. Mm. And he literally wheels him on. And he's like wheeling him on with his, like, his broken tailbone, gets to the ring. And so they meant to have a big finish, which was um, an angle slam off the top rope. But mm. Shane's vision isn't all there, so there's no way they can stand on the ropes. So Kurt Angle puts him on the ropes, and he gets this massive two by four like this massive plank of wood sorry and um just starts hitting him on the back and then yet again ingeniously he puts it slots it on top of the rope so they can both stand on it um and mike holds the the ref holds the uh, the plank in place mm. they, they do the um cut angle slam and uh, angle gets a pin but like there's so many elements of like the fact that can is so unselfish to think this is his match yeah let's just, let's just do it um and as for the guy who got the, who ordered the wrong glass um he he was no longer seen uh, <laughs> according to um uh
2: who, who was
0: it said it, it was um bruce pretzels yeah yeah uh pritchard yeah um i mean and, it's a big it's
2: it's not like a small mistake that's
0: yeah
2: what was he thinking like they went right we need sugar glass so these just quite oh, any glass of food.
0: well apparently he was um brought on because he did a lot of special effects in hollywood right and he wasn't he wasn't um that known he wasn't that um educated about wrestling special effects so, I guess right. he thought it would, it would just work. Or maybe he got it wrong. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, he came from a Hollywood, Hollywood background.
2: I imagine what that feels like to go through a glass that doesn't break. Like, yeah. that easy.
0: But it's, the, it's just the facts that, like, they know they have a job to do. Kurt Angle has got a broken tailbone. Shape Line <laughs> is getting annoyed because mm. he, you know, he can't finish the match like he wants to. He can't do the spot like he, him and Al Snow planned. And he just says, Kurt Angle, throw me through the glass.
2: It's the main event, isn't it?
0: Wasn't it the main event? Uh, it was in the top card. I think it was the main event. Um, but then also, just... imagine Vincent Mann watching that. Your son is being pelted through glass, which is clearly the wrong glass.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when Angle and got backstage, he got They don't know glass.
2: that, do they? So, uh, yeah. obviously, it doesn't go through. <laughs>
0: Um, Kurt Angle got a proper telling off by Vince McMahon
1: Mm. Um,
0: but it's because he was just the first person like he was the person to blame you know what I mean yeah that's the person that came into contact with him Um, and Vince Vince apologised afterwards
2: what I quite like about some unscripted moments is that the wrestlers have got to think on their feet on what to do well you see that
1: quite a lot yeah
0: this is a good example as well about the referee. The mm. referee was getting communications in his ear. Fair enough, they didn't listen to it, but he got communications. He yeah. um, held the kind of, he slightly kind of held the, the plant oh, re- in place.
2: Yeah, a referee does so much. I don't think people realise that because they've, usually they've got vents or something in their ear because that's why you can change a result kind of during a match. Um but yeah, they kind of orchestrate, don't they? Because they're the one not getting hit, so they're the one with clear mind on what's
1: yeah.
0: kind of
2: happening.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I just love this match because it's it has the high flies, it has the you know the the cool stunt spot, has a big mm. finish, and everyone plays the part. The referee, Shane, Kurt Angle, um, yeah, it's just it's just, it's a great match.
2: Um, I mean, what a referee bit. And this isn't my pick. Have you ever seen the uh Jeff Hardy and Sting match where Jeff Hardy's totally out of it?
0: I have seen that, yeah.
2: That is so clever. If you're gonna watch how some somebody does something clever, that's the one to watch because so it's just a quick one with this. Jeff Hardy's on painkillers, drugs and all sorts, and decides to turn up for this match, but So the people running the show don't realise how bad he is until he's actually out there. And he's stumbling Mm -hmm. around and he's, you can see in his face, he's just out of it. And it's the main event, and it was against Sting. Was it TNA? I think it was TNA. Um, So Eric Bischoff at the time was the guy running it. So he's got to go out and try and, like, savour this and what it is. So he comes out to make it look like he's making an announcement of what's, and changing the rules of the match, but he's as he you see him, he like drops the mic and he's saying to Sting like Jeff's like not whether it. You need to pin him like for real and get out of here. Mm. So that's what he does. He basically pins him, and you, Jeff Hardy's trying to kick out because he's like the match only really lasts for, like a minute. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how like they've really got to think on their feet sometimes. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
0: Just the sign that onto that, is like what makes a sport a sport? I think a sport is something that you like enjoy and suddenly you have to carry on no matter what. Mm. Me. Yeah, and that is just it has all elements of that. It just, it just shows what athletes and how clever and how well trained they are. Oh, well, yeah,
2: that's um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my next example isn't a good example of that, but um. Yeah, like, it's amazing what they go for. I mean, do you remember Finn Balor when he dislocated his arm? Yeah. It I
0: popped mean, in he, he,
2: in. and he, he made it worse because he had to go, like, rehab to fix it. But he literally, like, popped his arm back in and finished yeah. the match because he was like, there are some wrestlers like that were like, no, I'm finishing this match no matter what. Mm. But yeah, it's me. I like people don't realise. I think mean, it's just that's it. Like, even yeah. with Sugar Glass. It's still going to be painful to go through it like it was, but the fact it wasn't even sugar glass,
0: it was like,
1: me, no, just
0: Trying to pick out, <laughs> change what shame man is what 13 stone, yeah. I don't know, maybe, yeah. We're trying to throw that with a broken tailbone. Mm. The,
1: night, pressure,
0: the pressure, the
2: pressure in it, the pressure alone would be. Oh, I don't want to think about that. All <laughs> <So, laughs> right,
0: go on, watch your next pick. So, my next one
2: is it involves Shawn Michaels again which I didn't realise when I picked these but this is kind of I kind of I am on the side of Shawn Michaels with this one but it's Shawn Michaels kind of spitting his dummy out and giving Hulk Hogan a big F year to him so the backstory of this Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels have only ever had one match and this is the match right so the play, again it's a wrestler going not doing that but Hulk Hogan's famous for saying that doesn't work for me brother and this is the clear moment of it so it's SummerSlam it's the main event right so it's the big match there's loads There's loads of build up to it, I watched it and so once I tell you the story go and watch it and if you watch Shawn Michaels expression when Hulk Hogan's coming down to what he's about to do to him is unreal. So um, so basically, before SummerSlam, the the plan was Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels never had a match. So we're going to have two matches. Hulk Hogan will win the first and then Shawn Michaels will win the rematch. Because usually with matches you get a rematch. Hulk Hogan goes, man, it doesn't work for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: want the one match with Shawn. I'm not, I don't want to. So, Shawn Michaels was like, What? <laughs> How's that fair? Um, and then you got to bear in mind Hulk Hogan went to the rivals, tried to put them out of money, tried to make Shawn Michaels lose his job, and then he's like, No, I'm not putting you over. You put me over, and that's it. Huh. So, and sh- Shawn Michaels is a born cri- again Christian at this point. So, he's nice, but this is really like got his back up. So, like I say, you've watched the SummerSlam. It's the main event. And you, <laughs> so Shawn Michaels does his entrance <clears throat> and he's he's got a plan in mind. Hulk Hogan does his massive entrance. He's got a massive, it's a real like American flag. The crowd are totally going for Hogan. They love Hogan. He's so over, it's unreal. Hmm. And you should see a little, <laughs> you should see a little smirk on Shawn Michaels. Yeah, uh, so, so basically, right, when you wrestle, really you should, the plan is that you both look, you both make each other look good for parts of the match, right, <laughs> so that, you know, you'll sell what they're doing, so you make it look realistic though. So say I was punching in a face during a match, you'd be like, ah, oh, as if I've hit you a ton of bricks and no, you do the sell same that. to me. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? No, I'm yeah. not a wrestler, so I can't do it. <laughs> However, uh, what, what Shawn Michaels does here is called the overselling, where I it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to watch it, but so Hulk, Hulk Hogan is going over in this match. He's going to win the match, but Anytime he takes a punch or um, like a kick from, oh it's a punch or a kick from Hulk Hogan, he's overselling it as if he's been hit with a ton of bricks. He mm-hmm. gets hit. There's times he's just sort of like gets a little hit and he's falling over backwards. He's outside the ring and he's like, oh my god, uh, Hulk Hogan's got him in the corner match. He's kicking him and he's going about ten feet in the air. It's just ridiculous. But also what's happening as well, if you notice this match is anything Shawn Michaels is doing is he's slapping Hulk Hogan or he's giving him a chop because he knows that's going to actually hurt him. So he's full on slapping him or he's giving him the famous Ric Flair chops. So it's just a match that's and you can kind of see Hulk Hogan, what is going on here, like (laughs) what's happening. Uh, But yeah, I just love it because it's kind of like a, right, you're not going to do good business for us both and this is what i can do to you and it just sh- shows you as well what a wrestler can do if they really want to like make you look bad because hogan does not look good much- this much at all because well, in that situation <laughs> if you talk hogan what
0: can you do because he's overselling it, ridiculously so there's no way of, can take control of that situation
2: he, well yeah you know he kind of knows sells are overselling he just carries on he doesn't suddenly go like Right, well, that's me. I'm off, but Constant. yeah, it's honestly it's such an interesting match and such an interesting story because it just shows you what happens when. But it, I just can't believe Hulk Hogan would do that to Shawn Michaels. It, uh, fair enough, if he did it to sort of like someone lesser down in the club, Shawn Michaels was the guy that stayed with WWF, and you know, he was the guy, wasn't
0: he? I don't it's know if
2: politics. it's because of what happened. Hulk Hogan's so shady. There's yeah. some stories about. It. Have you heard the story of, with The Undertaker? I, I don't know. Maybe
0: so, even
2: mind me. He, Him and The Undertaker don't get on because. So obviously, Hulk Hogan was the man, right? He's the most famous wrestler ever, probably. Yeah, I mean,
0: he generated. <laughs> he made wrestling into kind of
2: global phenomenon. When The Undertaker was starting out, um was obviously getting over as well and getting like a big character and they had the match together and um, The Undertaker did a tombstone on him and everything, they finished the match and then afterwards, Hulk oh, Holmes, well, you're so dangerous, like, I could have my neck, uh, like, you've, you could have brought my neck, you're so dangerous, like, I'm not working with you again. And Undertaker's quite new in the WWF, so he's like really like shutting himself. Like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like, they watch mm. the video back, and Hulk Hogan's head is nowhere near the mat. Right. He's just done it because he knows, like, it, like Hulk Hogan buries people all the time, and this is one of the instances he tried to do it to the Undertaker. But so after that, like Hulk Hogan, uh, Undertaker, I wanted nothing to do with Hulk Hogan at all.
1: But well, like,
2: what, there's so many instances of that. Another one <laughs> talking to Hulk Hogan again. WCW. Now I didn't realize this was the work in like storyline mode. Um, storyline mode and storyline kind of way. I only recently kind of found this out. But so Hulk Hogan's last match for WCW was a title match against Jeff Jarrett, right? And. Hogan didn't want to drop the belt to Jeff Jarrett. He did. I kind of like what he was doing about Hart. This is like what was really happening. He was like, I'm not dropping the belt to Jeff, I'll drop it to anyone else. Um,
1: you Madonna's,
2: I know. Uh, but what I mean, it's only a good thing Vince Russell wanted to do. He wanted Jeff Jarrett to get the belt, and then could T win the belt off of Jeff Jarrett, right? Mm. So he's saying to Hulk all day, he was, and this is true, he was on him all day, he was like, right, we're going to make you look amazing, but you're not winning the belt. Hogan's like, no. And Hogan had a creative control in his contract. So he was like, no, I'm not losing the belt. I've got creative control. I'm winning the belt. That's what's happening. So, and so this is what they came up with, and this is what happens. So he yeah, had the idea, he went, right, what if... Jeff Jarrett comes out um, and he just lies down and you pin him. That's it. And we do this whole, I'll do a speech where I say, you know, uh, you didn't want to lose the belt to Jeff and we make it kind of realistic and so (laughs) it's really complicated. You have to watch it. but um, And then you kind of throw the belt away because you're not happy. And then the next night we do it and Booker a about and the and Hogan was fine with that. So they did that. So he comes out. Jeff Jarrett's lies on the the thing. Now, I always thought this was real. Like, uh, Vince Russell trying to screw Hogan over, but Hogan was in on it, apparently. And, uh, well, I think he is. He was in on it because I've heard Bischoff tell the story saying that they planned it. That's how it was meant to be. However, so they've done it. Hogan and Bischoff leave the stadium. But they didn't know what Vince Russo was going to say. So Vince Russo did this speech where he's totally burying Hogan, where he's like "That he's like, that piece of shit isn't going to work for this company anymore. He, I've been on Hogan all day. He didn't want to drop the belt to um, think, like, breaking kayfabe and going, he used yeah. his creative control. Actually, kind ah. of true, but Hogan was kind of in on it. Hogan... Then his phone's blowing up and was like, have you seen what Russo's saying about you? And then the people ringing him don't know that that's the plan. Hogan, instead of being like, don't worry, that's the plan, that's what we're gonna do. He acts like he didn't know that was the plan and he tries to sue Vince Russo for and mission of character. And that's what he did. What? Well,
0: so, so he went back money,
2: on what the actual plan was.
0: Money and politics?
2: Yeah. But at the time, I thought it was real. That's how realistic it is. Because Vince Russell really goes down on Hogan. But then as well, because Hogan sort of tried to sue him, it kind of made it look real. But Hogan was like, no, I'm not having that one. was want... crazy. And Honestly. did he
0: successfully sue him?
2: I think he did, yeah. I think he
0: something wrong. That was a lot of money. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. That was his last match. He was at, uh, I think it was Bassett Beach. Yeah, that's so. I kind of went on a tangent then about Hogan, but
0: (laughs) no, I mean, yeah, Hogan is
2: there's so many bad stories about him.
0: People have strong opinions about Hulk Hogan, aren't Mm. they? To say the least,
2: he's not a nice guy, but there you go. Okay, there.
0: Okay, so I've got for my pick, yeah, my last one. This match is, I know for a fact. When John and his missus got together, <laughs> she was like, "What? What is wrestling? What? What? What is it about?" And John said, "Listen, sit down, love.
1: Let's watch <laughs> this uh, match. Uh, it was The
0: Undertaker v uh, v Mankind against Mankind. <laughs> um, and this match is just so bizarre. In every little
2: interesting. So, <laughs> Freya was like, "Why is he not in prison? He should be in prison." She did not understand <laughs> what was going on. She was like. You can't
0: do that to a person. (laughs) So it was Undertaker and Mankind and it was a relatively new Hell in a Cell. Or was it the the first Hell in a Cell?
2: It was the third match, but the second one you can't really count.
0: Hmm. So um, both, they didn't really know what they were going to do in the match. They kind of just were going to go off the cuff, which if you know Mankind, you probably shouldn't do. Um <laughs> So, they're wrestling in the ring and Mankind wants to go up on top of the cage, on top of the Hell in a Cell. Which, um I'll skip forward so that they end up on the top of the Hell in a Cell.
2: Just quickly though, do you oh. know, uh, so when they were planning this match and Mick Fuller was like, I want to be on top of the cage, then the man said to him, oh, have you... Have you been up there and seen what it's like? And Mcflow was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." He hadn't been he up hadn't. there. <laughs> he hadn't. Yeah. And because I've he's and he's all about. said, "As soon as I got up there, I realised I'd made a mistake."
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah.
0: That's so he just was like he was just like I'll just go up there on the night. It'll be alright on the night. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they get on top of the uh, on top of the Helena cell. Now, like I said, it's an early Hell in a cell. Uh, structure, so they have um, zip ties. Or <laughs> uh, well, what? was it called in America? They called
2: zip uh, locks, zip ties. I think they call it zip ties.
0: Zip ties. Well, no, yeah, you know the black ones that you're pointing at. You yeah, mm. locks. So as they're standing it, standing on the cage, the harness, them, they ping off, don't they?
1: Mm.
0: Um, <laughs> which should be a red flag, but no, <laughs> and.
2: Um, but it's kind of a lot. A lot of the times you find with WWE is when they come up with these matches, they don't think of the practicality of it. They just think of how it looks. So the Hell out, the first couple of Hell in Cells, was just because it looks mm. great. It's the Elimination Chamber was the same. It's, you know. Yeah, apparently
0: the <laughs> Elimination Chamber was so painful on the uh, like the metal grid. Mm.
2: The Punjabi um, prison was another one that was just how it looked. I didn't think of the practicality of it. the
0: really awful, actually. <laughs> so, Mike um, gets slammed on the hell in a cell, and it dips so much in. It looks, like, it looks like it's going to go free. Yeah. Um, and then they get towards the, <laughs> the the edge of the hell in a cell. Mankind just says, "Throw me off." Which mm. one's okay. you are going to take a frozen mankind off. And he just, it's like he's in air for like 20 seconds.
2: It's the perfect way to fall as well, though. If he was an inch the the way, he's a dead man.
0: Yeah. It like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And he lands spot on the announce table. The announce table just smashes and crumbles. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> Do you want to deliver JR's famous line?
2: He's broken, well was a few in that match. He's yeah. broken in half. Oh my God, they killed him. He's dead,
0: uh, he's dead, stop, god damn
2: it. Stop the damn match. Stop the
0: damn match.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it is a horrendous bump. And hmm. you can tell the commentators, everyone's like, oh, that, wow, that's, that's bad. So.
2: They were going to win the match.
0: Yeah, sorry, they, they wanted to in the, the match down there. So a few EMTs and a few people came down. It was a,
2: yeah, they brought in... A, sorry, I know you're telling the story, but they brought in like a real stretcher. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they thought that was the match over. Yeah. This is it. He's no chance.
0: Yeah. Now, so he goes on the stretcher. He's got a dislocated arm as well. He has got... Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and Mankind, in his head, he's getting rolled up the ramp and he just says, I'm not having that. Let's, let's do more so um he gets off the, the stretcher and people are literally grabbing him like trying and saying don't go back don't go back
2: his arms limp as well
0: it's that yeah badly, it? he's like <laughs> yeah um so he, he climbs up the cage again and yeah, is, waiting. is waiting for him there's a bit yes. of a scrap.
2: As well, sorry. So they were left in the cage up, weren't they? So they could get round and undertaker was on top the whole time.
0: Yes, no, I thought it was after yes. Mm-hmm. So when the um, when they're trying to get the stretch around the um, announce table, because of the Harnesell they couldn't really fit the, the wheels round. So they left the <laughs> they left which the Undertaker's actually still stood on. So mm-hmm. I mean Undertaker has Not... been quite
2: he had no idea what was going on. He didn't know if he was alive or anything. So he's just yeah. like waiting there to be told everything's all right or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So
0: Mankind goes back up. Bear in mind, this match was not, you know, it wasn't fought out. Nobody said, well, we'll do this and we'll do that. They just thought, we'll just go with it.
2: It's not even the main um, event.
0: <laughs> no. <know>. So Mankind <laughs> climbs up to the top of the cage again. Uh, skip forward. The a chug slams him and mm. the cage dog just if the cage is like it just pings open doesn't it like the 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 ceiling of the the, <laughs> the cell and mankind fuds on the mat so hard that his teeth comes out this sounds bizarre when I say that. <laughs> but so if it hits the mat his teeth comes flying out and lands in his nose
2: yeah and he gets set by a chair at the same time.
0: Yes, so there's also a because yes, <laughs> the second time mankind goes up the hell himself, he chucks With him the chair, chair. up the billy, And <laughs> when he gets chokeslammed, the chair's actually underneath him. Yeah. When he gets slammed. But as he falls, the chair kind of swaps and lands on top of him. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a weird emotion. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the facts his, his teeth was and then in his nose like Ah,
2: oh, and he, he smiling, it. It. it looks like he's smiling doesn't it that's the famous
0: bet he's well then, like Ugh. yeah it, and it <laughs> he's like holds, he holds us to the <laughs> temple and he catches in the temple and the, the camera's actually around the corner and he looks like he's laughing like sort of mm. like a clown like you know like kind of an evil laugh with his nose just poking out and so his teeth poking out of his nose yeah and um, and then the, so, <laughs> is that when the cage goes up again and Undertaker climbs down
2: um no they're kind of trying to stop it aren't they
0: yeah it's great i mean it's only like a it's
2: only like a six minute match or something this is crazy this match. i know so but they're trying to stop it because they know yeah. like mick's not in a good way so terry funk comes in who's meant to be oh my, i love this bit He's meant to be Mankind's rival, so the commentators have got to explain, like, oh, even though the rivals, you know, um, he's obviously concerned for his health and stuff like that. Yeah. But my, he's, what he's doing is trying to. I f- I'm sure you've seen interviews, they're saying what we were trying to do is g- trying to kill time till Mek can
0: get his yeah. bearings. So, so <laughs> when Undertaker finally gets into the ring and bear He's got a broken ankle in this match as well. Yeah, 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 he has. <laughs> um, there's so much in this six minutes I'm trying to kind of get
2: everything
0: into one. So, right,
2: but the, sorry, he had a broken ankle before this match. This is why they kind of tried to get around that by doing this stuff on the top of the cage so they didn't have to do too much.
1: Yeah. I'm sure yeah, that was yeah. the
2: plan. Sorry. Yeah, right. the there's just so much coming to my head about this I
0: know. Um, so... Undertaker goes into the ring and Terry Funkin and all the EMTs and, you know, staff are there. And you know, the Mankind's lying down and the Undertaker goes to... Now, how's it going now? So the Undertaker says to Terry Funk, see if he's alive. Yeah. See if he's alive. Terry mm. Funk goes over, checks him, and he goes, <laughs> Mankind's alive, is all right? Then do take a choke chokeslam <laughs> so hard that his shoe comes flying off both his shoes come, off. It's his, yeah, his shoes <laughs> come flying off and they land next to mankind and mankind's been out of been going in and out of conscience between this whole segment and mm. there's a funny story where mankind kind of wakes up and said and just thinks first thing he thinks is where did them shoes come from
2: <laughs> <laughs> um match still isn't over yet though,
0: is it? God, I can't, what happens next
2: then? He brings out the thumbtacks. Yes, so
0: then he brings <laughs> out uh, the thumbtacks and he gets slammed on him. He's,
2: he's got... So he's got this dislocated arm, so he's only the, sort of like, one arm. He can't lift this arm at all, it's crazy to watch it. But yeah, but he brings mankind. out thumbtacks. It's mankind
0: that gets the thumbtacks
2: out. Yeah.
0: Ben, ben, just think about that for a second <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy gnarly dude so yeah he gets his contacts out um he gets slammed on and they the pierce his, his bum his back his neck his oh, head it's horrible. like a pink cushion. Mm. <laughs> he just looks like a broken man and the contents are just like this is this is just enough is <laughs> enough stop the damn um, match <laughs> Um, um, I think that's it, doesn't it? And then it comes to a kind of abrupt end.
2: Yeah, so then when the match is over, they, they bring the stretcher down and Mankind says, haven't I already been on a stretcher tonight? Because he the, doesn't, It yeah. doesn't. even to this day, he doesn't remember this match. And they're like, and the, yeah, 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 you have yours well. And, yeah. and he's like, I'm not going on a stretcher twice. And he walks to the back. Yeah,
0: he says and done it he, in an interview, I can deal with being on a structure once, but I'm not being the guy who is on a structure <laughs> twice in the same match. In his head, that was good logic.
2: What's crazy as well, I think that's the match you've pretty much covered, is that there's a match afterwards and Undertaker and Mankind do a run-in.
0: Yeah. How? How? Because Mankind is just... <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> it matches are f- just mental... That him, match,
2: I think, is so good because you couldn't script the stuff that happened. You couldn't plan that match like that and make it look good.
0: It's the commentators that make it as well. Like, people yeah. say the commentators don't do anything. They bloody
2: do. Oh, is uh, like, the best commentator. It's but his be. commentary just adds so much more depth and element to the match. I think, though, he was genuinely, like, worried yeah. for him because yeah. he was... He was I mean, it's good watching now because you know he's all right afterwards. But, like, imagine watching that live because
0: no one had ever seen
2: anything like that before. You've seen a guy getting chucked off a 30 foot
0: cage. So, you're there, you're JR, or you're, you know, Pablo, is is he the Spanish? um, Yeah. (laughs) Or you're even behind the commentators, you know, in the first row, and you just see this guy go. Because he he gets mangled
2: in the barricade, doesn't
0: it? It's like, it's crazy. When he falls off the handstand, it's just so, it, it just it comes so fast, when it it feels like it's so slow in time. It's it's very bizarre.
2: I mean, going for the cage, though, I think it's even worse because they weren't expecting that. No, like he kind because he can kind of get in a safe position to fall, but he wasn't expecting to go for the kids, so it's like.
0: And it's the fact that on the cage he got slammed on the chair, but then the chair kind of landed on top of him,
2: mm. and knocks, then he, it, it he, knocks him out.
0: Yeah, and his teeth comes out and goes into his nose. Like, how does that... It just... It's, it's is weird.
2: It's so weird. It's, it's... For the drama, it's one of the best matches to watch,
1: isn't it?
0: And Mankind actually, or Mick Fowler, sorry, sorry, um, says he considers his career post-Hell in a Cell and pre-Hell in a Cell.
1: Mm. <laughs> like,
0: that match defines... Who he was because after that, yeah. he had some matches like remember, um, the big show and mankind in the boiler match, boiler room, yeah, match? Boiler room match, you know, from that how to sell matches like Triple H and catches skyrocket
2: as well. Though it's a it's a pinnacle of WWF because I think that's when it started. Because you imagine, right, everyone's watching WCW and then WWF pull that out at the back, back in the match, everyone's like, oh my god. I'm sure I've seen in interviews, WCW people watching it and they're like, oh, they've they've got money there. They're they're winning this. They couldn't believe what they were saying because it was just... I mean, they try and replicate it now, don't they? But it's never going to be that. You're never going to be shocked by anything you see anymore.
0: And when I say about the referees, like, plays a key role, there's nothing the referee could really do because Mankind was set... I'm finishing the match and kind of giving the audience Yeah, what again, they
2: just yeah. proper tripper and like I'm finishing this match no matter what. Yeah. Like they could have easily just stopped the match after he got thrown off the cage because that would be legitimate, like, yeah, he's thrown off 30 feet. Done. You're not mm. watching that, you're not gonna go, ah, come on, you can get up. Do you know what I mean? Think
0: another thing as well is to know is um Undertaker, when he chokeslams uh, Mankind before the fun tax, he says to Mankind, go home. And mm-hmm. he finally said go home a few times. Yeah. So go home's just been like, finished the match. Um, it's crazy. So you know people think, oh, it's the Undertaker's fault, or they might, might criticise the Undertaker, but the Undertaker was, was like, this is enough.
2: Again, it's like he's in the possession, Kurt Angle was in with man. It's kind of like, if the other guy's like, no. Because you can't suddenly be like, right, <laughs> you can't, you, you might as well be in front of a crowd and you're wanting to finish and the other guy doesn't. You can't, just got to carry on. Mm-hmm. The one that doesn't want to finish is always going to
0: win. The, the best moments are unplanned, for sure. Mm. Like, um, let me just a very good, good example. <laughs> so when it was Rock and Mankind and the Rock glasses fell off, don't Yeah, <laughs> it, it was doing the whole, you know, in the eyebrow. Like he does with his Twitch. Yeah. He Mick um, <laughs> Foley just creaked for laughter, and The Rock <laughs> kind of had to kind of break out as well. Um, yeah, so there are a
2: few unscripted ones. <clears throat> ones I've said to you, and ones that we never really spoke about. We speak about the character, but never really about the moment. As the Shockmaster moment, which for me is just one of the funniest things you're ever going to say.
0: We always refer to
2: people as like <laughs> he's a shot master of that or the shot yeah. of this. So anyone who doesn't know about the shot master, <laughs> just go on YouTube and watch it. It is comical. So, so it's, again, it's WCW, of course yeah. it is. And so there's a tag team match. It's going to be like I said, vicious. David Boy Smith who's British Bulldog, and I don't know who his partner was. So there was three of them, and it was Sting. And I can't remember his partner is. And they're having a mystery partner. Usually, when you have a mystery partner, someone you know, but this wasn't this was introducing a new character.
0: And so,
2: so, yeah, like big time. But so this new character is Earthquake, who was a pretty well-known wrestler. But so he's this new wrestler called The Shockmaster, and he's his ring is weird. It's like a furry waistcoat.
0: And Something that like Pat Bookshare would wear.
2: <laughs> it's a Stormtrooper mask, like a real Stormtrooper mask, but it's been glitter. It's got glitter all over it. Because nothing like to says to to... tough like glitter. I like
0: to refer to it as Stormtrooper mask that's had a pajazum.
2: Yeah. And so the renter goes, you're going to be shocked at our partner, It's the Shockmaster, so they do it. And so the idea was that Shockmaster is just going to burst through this wall. But he does it (laughs) and he falls over because he doesn't totally go through the whole wall. He kind of trips (coughs) over and falls over and his stormtrooper mask falls off and he's rummaging for it. And then he, oh, it's comical. And he puts it on. But it's not his voice saying the speech it's on. (laughs) It's like a dub, someone else speaking for him and he says all this speech. But you can hear um, the British Bulldog <laughs> say, if you listen very carefully, you can hear him go, oh, he's filling his fucking ass. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and it's like, it's really like over the top cheesy as well, like their reactions. Because the,
0: the paratex of all
2: go, boom, there's a big, you know. <laughs> smoke and <of> everything. <laughs> he's <laughs> found his bloody ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so funny. But it's unscripted, but not a good unscripted. I think
0: everyone knows the Shotmaster, Master, and everyone—I think everyone fears the Shotmaster, don't they? Yeah.
1: In a
2: negative way, obviously. But it, obviously, you had your uh, the one at the Royal Rumble where he fell, which is your favorite. Uh,
1: Titus. Titus oh, O'Neil. Oh yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> if ever have a bad day, I look up the Titus O'Neil box when he he runs in the ring because if you listen carefully as well when he runs and he falls he
1: goes
0: (laughs) he makes his horrible sound and then Uh, um, Corey uh... Graves just creases with laughter it's just it's just a beautiful moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love moments like that another really good moment as well is um so it's Mankind on the Rock again um and the man ca- Mankind has the mic, but he has some kind of sound effect on. Mm. So his voice is dead like squeaky. And yeah. So then- the i story. The rock has the mic, and he starts talking, and he goes, yeah, Jabroni, but he goes, yeah, Jabroni, and he's got the squeaky <laughs> voice, and the rock goes, hmm, and he tries trying not to laugh, he looks all <laughs> a bit like the sound guy he was obviously needs to change it. So starts talking again, and it's mankind, it's that squeaky b- voice again of Mankind. And this goes on for about like three different, you no, know, The Rock tries three different times, and it's still the squeaky voice. Yeah, and the audience are just laughing while that I, yeah. I love when wrestlers are trying to make
2: each other laugh during wrestling matches, and that. Do you know that's why The Rock would oversell the stunner?
0: Yeah, because he's yeah, like,
2: I, I just want Stone Cold to laugh. He's yeah. like, I would properly like, overdo it it's just to see him sort of try and not laugh at it as so well. Like, do. You, do you remember when Vince McMahon is doing the invasion angle and Vince McMahon's doing this speech? And after every word, uh, Stone Cold's kind of repeating it. He's trying to make everyone sort of laugh. Yeah, you do
0: you know, I that? do know that. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of um, I think it's the Water Boy, you know, when the the coach is giving the speech, motivation, yeah. and the guy goes, motivation. Yeah. And <laughs> um, there's another good one, which I've just forgot about. Um, I had one just then as well.
2: That's really funny. It's the Daniel know. Bryan moment. Do you remember that
0: one? Oh, when it when he's you see his uh, his vegan sausage. No, I didn't mean that bad. But <laughs> you no, know what
2: my one about? No. Oh, no, and he pops no. out. Yeah, yeah really he popped. Popped
0: that's
2: out. not what I meant. No. I mean, when there were. Um... Do you remember when there were? like unveiling the belt or something and it was all champions. So it's was like uh, Mark Henry, CM Punk, The Miz, Daniel Bryan and someone else and Vince, and uh, Triple H is trying to talk but the crowd just keeps chanting Daniel Bryan.
1: Wow. And like,
2: it really gets louder and louder to the fact that you can't hear Triple H and like, you just see Daniel Bryan like smiling like, <laughs> because <laughs> he'd proper over one, but yeah
0: that's no one i was gonna say when they tried it was a house show i believe when they tried to get the undertaker to do the spinner the spinner
2: really yeah oh, that's so funny that because <laughs> Vince McMahon comes out it's all <laughs> they all do it don't they it
0: yeah, was going on for it.
2: ages like it wasn't it was after um i think it was after a smackdown right so sometimes what they do is they'll, well, they, I don't think they do it as much anymore, but they used to come out and they'll do like extra things because, as well, talking about overselling, that's where the, you must have seen the famous one with Triple H where he gets kicked and then the thing and he's like, yeah. Um, oh, hold on, where he's like, uh, like proper, like staggered for ages and Sean, Michael, like, Sean, Sean Michaels, Michaels is thing. like, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was after, like a live record, and they kind of do the matches for the crowd.
1: Yeah.
2: There. When you go to house shows, though, like you've been to house shows, haven't you, with me? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like the wrestling you see is kind of a bit more fun and not as like, um, thingy. They have a bit of fun with it. I remember Dean Ambrose proper being like over the top with stuff, and
1: it's quite what fun to it? watch.
0: When they went to a commercial break, and it was a big show, and everyone was shouting big, slow. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, so the big show give um, what did they say? say, say so like it said something. Manchester was like, yeah, well, Manchester. What did he said something? Didn't he? And it was quite. I can't remember what he said, but it was really funny what he said. Mm. Giving it, giving it back.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, that's why I always say to people, like, yeah, it's good seeing Raw and SmackDown live. But even like the tours, do you know when you see WWE live, they are yeah. always good to see because you kind of see them a bit more relaxed and just having a bit of fun with the wrestling. It's
0: yeah, so yeah. good to
2: watch. And honestly, because you think oh, nothing's going to happen on the tour. But I remember watching a match, I think it was in Sheffield, and it was um, Randy Orton against Seth Rollins and he was champion at the time. And I honestly thought Randy Orton was going to win for the bet because it was a championship match and I thought... Because it, it looked like he was going to win, it was that good a match. Obviously, they do they do that sometimes, but like you can prop you prop against it, and you you don't always know who's going to win the matches. Like, you will believe like it's going to go one way, but several ones end up winning, but it's so good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I love seeing live wrestling out. Like, hopefully, now we can get back to normal. Um, yeah. wrestling shows are starting to come out of the woodworks, which is good. Mm. So.
2: yeah looking forward to it definitely want to see some yeah good picks there i think
0: yeah yeah i mean definitely.
2: there's loads aren't there? there's loads we had some good one cent in didn't we on the instagram
0: yeah but. so i asked um you know what's your favorite moment that goes off scripts somebody said um a pipe bomb cm punk somebody said the famous booker t um, against
2: Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we're um, coming for you.
0: Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> that one. Such
2: a funny clip. It's funny, but it's because, like, Booker T can't hate his disappointment word. So he literally, he says the end word, but he kind of says it like a rappy gangster way. And he's just like, as soon as he's, he's like, Hogan, we're coming for you. And then he sort of like... Does that as you said? Yeah, <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, um,
0: we had about uh, when um, mean Gene uh, was uh, he was interviewing someone and the, the backdrop fell behind him, <laughs> yeah, and he um, it, it uh, caused him to swear, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, there's there's lots out there, aren't there, mm. and they still happen, yeah, which is good,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, I think we definitely like moments that go off script. It, it gives you a a proper look into wrestling and just what they have to do to kind of keep up with
2: think the, on the, feet,
0: the match. The yeah. Good, yeah. I enjoyed this episode. It's, it's been a while good. since we've done the episode, just me and you.
2: I know, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but don't worry, because next week we do have a guest. Mm. Uh, I won't say just yet, I'll announce that on instagram and social media uh this week so yeah um yeah. thank you for watching we've hit over 500 subscribers now so thank you very much according to yeah. youtube we've got enough um uh, subscribers to fill a jumbo jet
1: the
0: <laughs> <laughs> email us didn't they yeah it's quite
2: exciting isn't it
0: yeah so if yeah, you haven't you subscribed
2: for- though subscribe
0: yeah, yeah, if you, haven't, if, you, if you haven't subscribed and you're watching this, subscribe. Just one <laughs> click, done. You might be listening. Some people just listen. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, we're anywhere you find your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Breaker, you name mm. it. We're on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to have another episode for you next week. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you, John, for joining me as always. You're welcome. (laughs) It's always a pleasure.
2: Always.
1: Uh,
0: uh, We'll see you all soon.
1: See you later.